0: You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week with Carol Masser and Jason Kelly. On Bloomberg Radio.
1: You're listening to Bloomberg Business Week Live from the Year Ahead Summit. Well, before she even got here this morning, Carol kicked off her day at Cipriani here in New York City. It was the 2019 Breakfast of Corporate Champions. It's an annual event recognizing companies that exceed the national average of board seats held by women and are leading the way to parity by 2025. So, Carol sat down with the former chairman and CEO of Hewlett Packard, Meg Whitman, well known to our audience, along with that Maggie Wilderotter, she's a director of HP and a former member of the board at Xerox, interesting, Uh, as well as Pat Russo, the non-executive chairman of HPE and a former director on the Xerox board. So Carol started off on the news, as she should, asking Meg Whitman about Xerox making a takeover offer for HP, take a listen.
0: First of all, I've got Meg, and then I've got two former directors of Xerox as well. So we're gonna just do this quickly. Um, A long time ago,
2: (laughs) very long time ago. (laughs) But they know these companies.
0: Meg, what do you think? Is it a good deal or a good idea?
2: um, So first of all, HP Inc. has turned into just a remarkable company since the separation in 2011 and Dion Weissler has done a remarkable job, so it's a great asset. I have to say it seems a little bit like a minnow swallowing a whale. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so we'll, we'll have to see what happens. I mean, this, this is an industry that um, probably does need consolidation over time. It's a slow growth industry where, where you know, things are changing rapidly. So I, but I'm not on the board. I have no, you know, insight into the financials or anything. But all I can say is HP is a great company. But consolidation makes sense, maybe. I think it probably does, yeah. Is it
0: something that ever came across your board? Xerox kind of talking to you guys? No,
2: you know, not, uh, not when I
0: was there. Nope. <laughs> Pat says No. 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 Any thoughts from
3: you guys? You know, the only thing I would say is after the split of HPI and HPE, there was more alignment between Xerox and HPI than Xerox with the large HP. So I think it probably set up an opportunity for maybe discussions to happen in the Xerox board room. But I was on Xerox's board when HP was still HP, Mm -hmm. and we were not having conversations then. Didn't make sense.
0: 2019, today, let's go back to 2011. So Meg, you become CEO in September of 2011. Um, Stock took another hit, but by that time, with all that had happened, it was down nearly 50% um, for the year at that point. Uh, Billions in market cap gone, faith of investors kind of out the window. Three CEOs in the past five years, seven chief executives since 1999, now you're a new CEO.
2: Why the heck did you take the job? Well, you seem like a very logical person <laughs> so um, first of all it was um, the board made the most difficult decision that boards make which is to remove the prior CEO right and I, I was on the board so was Pat and that was very he, obvious he was only there for a short time nine months right in a land speed record and um, so we knew so we made that decision and then the question was okay well that was the easy part who's going to do this right and you know, we looked at the list of the you know that the headhunters had had for the previous CEO jobs because that was the obvious place to go, and then the board looked at me and said, "You should do this." And I said, "No, no, 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 no. I'm not doing this." And um, then over the course of a couple of weeks, it seemed like um, you know perhaps I was actually the best choice to do this. I was not entirely unfamiliar with the company. Right. Um, you know, I'd obviously been a CEO before. We needed someone who had been a CEO. This was not a freshman CEO assignment. And uh, so ultimately, I decided to do it. And I, I did it because I thought HP was important. It was important to California. It was important to the United States. I would say it was important to the communities in which HP operated in. At that time, you know, C, uh, HP was like the largest employer in Costa Rica. Yeah. You know, I mean, it was sort of, it was a super important global company, so. Pat, I know on the conference
0: call you said to me you remember like in the middle of the
3: night in Shanghai talking to Meg about taking the job. Meg may remember this. I was at a GM board meeting in Shanghai and it was the middle of the night and I was on the phone with Meg for 45 minutes explaining, giving her my view of why this was a great move and why why she was a great fit and, you know, how, uh, what the opportunity would be and really trying to convince her that, this would be something where she could truly make a difference and she did. And you know I'm, I'm a believer in there are there are different leaders for different points in time based on where a company is. Agreed. And she was absolutely the right leader for where the company is. We needed a lot of um, adult supervision and strategic leadership in addition to all that had to be executed and she was a very seasoned CEO. So,
0: so you've got the job. So tell me a little bit about what were the first things you wanted to tackle and how did the board help
2: you in that process? Well, the number one question really facing the company was a quintessential board question, which what is the strategy of this company going to be? Mm -hmm. Um, are we going to make acquisitions? are we going to what are we going to do? What businesses fundamentally do we want to be in? And we went through a nine month process, really thinking through what businesses do we want to be in what 's the future of the of the company? What is the real financial condition here At the same time began to understand the challenges that we had on our hands with autonomy and um, and so it really culminated in our analyst meeting in September of two thousand and twelve where we basically laid out the strategy for the company and was very transparent with the street as to what the challenges were. And um, we took down guidance, the stock dropped again, um, but you know sometimes you have to just reset and build from there. And then we began to think through, you know, what is the, in, in this environment, there are, there are times for um, big, big, big companies. You know, I think the 80s was a time where one-stop shopping for IT was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Think about the financial supermarkets back in the day. I can tell you in technology today, it is not the right thing to be the biggest. You want to be the most nimble. The technology is changing at, at rapid rates. So we ultimately decided that we needed to, to, uh, to split the company into two There were two Fortune 50 companies embedded in HP. It happened to be at that time about a $100 billion company, and the two companies that we split into were each $50 billion companies. Yeah,
0: it's tremendous. Well, let's talk about the breakup, um, because I know we've got some slides, and we'll kind of throw them out there for you guys to look at, because it really did involve so many different moving parts. Um, How did you come, though, how did you go to the board and say, okay, this is what we have to do? And, And I'm curious about what their response was initially.
2: She's smiling. You know, I didn't actually go to a board with a presentation and an yeah. answer. It was an iterative process, and Pat can describe. I mean, I think this w- went over the course of four different board meetings.
3: So, so the first thing I want to point to back when Meg first became CEO is job one was to get to a level of financial health and stability that was really important. So, so we did that. And then we took a look at, and Meg led the process with the board. The board was very engaged, took almost a year. We had many, many meetings where we actually looked at what are the various scenarios and options for us based on what was going on in the marketplace. And we color-coded our, you know, we had the white, the purple, the teal, the blue, all these different options. And ultimately, brought the board along to a point where we concluded that we would break up into what became Hewlett- Packard Enterprise and and what we call HP Inc and um, it was you know it was a deliberative process it was a lot of work uh, Meg's leadership was terrific there mm-hmm. and the process we used with the board because remember you're this was a big move right big iconic company. And after every session we have, we would go around the board table and ask, where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you, what more do you need to know? And so there was an alignment process that I think was very healthy. Was the board initially on board? I think the
2: board knew change was necessary. Yeah. There was but that's no dr- fighting. But this was dramatic change. Right. This was dramatic change, and I think over the course of that year, we began to understand that the only way out for this company was, in fact, dramatic change. And I have to say, it took a lot of courage. You can imagine. Um, first of all, no one usually wants to make their company smaller. Right. I was all in favor of having smaller companies, but um, and it took a lot of courage for the board to make this decision because there was a tremendous amount of execution that was required. You can put up that first slide that um, shows you um, how many systems we had to separate, how many um, servers we had to stand up. I mean, it was. Massive, and uh, yeah, you can see it. You know, 2,700 IT systems, 6,000 servers, 1,100 legal entities, 600 real estate sites had to be split. Mm -hmm. You know, 300,000 employees had to be rostered to one company or another. I mean, it was just extraordinary, and we had to talk through this issue. With we sell most of HP's gear was sold through partners, VARs. We had to explain this to 150,000 VARs. Right, right. Was there any point in the
0: process that that you weren't sure that it was ultimately going to get done?
2: Are, um, no, once we decided what to do, I mean, you know, this is classic just operating. Okay, what is your project management office? Who's in charge? What are the milestones? I mean, it's a, it's a, it was a huge project management job, but we had the right people. The great thing about running an engineering company is they are really good at project management. <laughs> really, really good at it. <laughs> Thank and they goodness. love to measure every little detail. And, it's, um, and so, actually, the execution was remarkable and almost um flawless
1: all right well that was part of the fantastic conversation that carol masser had because the problem is carol Masser doesn't work hard enough and so in addition (laughs) to doing the year ahead today here at bloomberg she started her day i know no but really nice job with that uh meg whitman the former chair and ceo of hp maggie wilderotter Director of HP, a board of, member of the board of directors of HPE, and a former member of the board at Xerox and Pat Russo, non-executive chairman of HPE, and the former director, a former director of the Xerox board. I mean, couldn't have been more timely. And I thought it was interesting what they said at the top about. These two companies, this potential deal—who eh, knows? And now there—it has been confirmed that those correct. companies are in talks, right?
0: Right. Um, yes. Yeah. Or so, that there was
1: at least an approach.
0: Correct. Exactly. Uh, and it sounds like that uh, they've been talking maybe for some time, or on and off. Um, but and and I like you know also they talked about the importance you know the whole event this morning was all about diversity on boards, uh, and diversity means not just men and women, but people from all kinds of backgrounds, right? And, and the importance of doing it. And they're like, if you make that a mission, you can get it done. Right. If you. Go back to the same recruiters who bring the same people as possible board prospects. You're just going to get the same old people over and over again. But if you make it a mission to get something different and push everybody, you get it.